Traditional Chinese medicine is an ancient practice making waves in the modern health era, addressing mind, body and soul as one unit TCM aims to connect the human with the being on multiple levels. Health shouldn't be elusive or inaccessible, a notion that this ancient practice adheres to. Our products at Your Tea are merely a stepping stone to this brilliant wellness modality. Hence, we are here to honour and discover the intricacies of revered traditional Chinese medicine. In our podcast, we discuss the Chinese medicine approach and interpretation of health what it means, and how TCM endeavours to achieve it. From endometriosis to digestion, qi to shen, PCOS to menopause, eating to movement, and mind to soul. Following on from our previous episode on damp, this episode covers the pathogenic factor of heat. In this episode, we ask TCM Dr. Lee Smith how heat is viewed from a Chinese medicine perspective and how one may attain it. Lee speaks of certain symptoms of heat, such as dry skin, constipation, scanty urination and agitation, and not only how one may acquire heat through lifestyle factors, but also how one may reduce and rectify it. Wondering if heat may be invading you? Tune in to find out more. How is heat viewed from a Chinese medicine perspective? Heat in Chinese medicine is an environmental factor that causes our bodies to experience uh, common symptoms such as headaches, skin irritation, inflammation, bleeding. So this, these kind of symptoms, they're often you know, red, uh, inflamed, hot to touch, and if they're not hot to touch, they will generally feel hot in your body. You touched on a few common symptoms of heat within the body there. Are there any others that people may experience or could you please elaborate on those that you have mentioned? Yeah, so common heat symptoms uh, like the liver in Chinese medicine doesn't like heat. So if you have liver heat, often you'll experience red eyes, uh, headaches, feeling very irritable and angry. While the liver doesn't experience, doesn't like to experience heat, the heart also doesn't like to experience heat either, and because it's already a fire element uh, organ. So if the heart experiences heat, you'll notice signs of insomnia, you'll notice signs of anxiety or manicness. While if you get a heat pathogen in the stomach, you might get stomach ulcers. Or if you get it in the large intestine, you might get constipation. So the heat can manifest in different areas and cause different problems. Mm, It sounds as if heat can affect quite a few of the organs, but are there certain organs that can be affected by it more than others? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that the the yang organs generally are more prone to heat. They would be more the liver and gallbladder and the heart, um, even the the stomach as well is quite a very yang organ and it's prone to heat. Following on from the stomach, how does diet contribute towards heat in the body? So heat is always a lot of like inflammation in the system um, and like a lot of like spicy foods is the things that we want to avoid. 
So we really want to focus on eating lots of, we'd say, cooling foods, um, but you have to be considerate of your digestion. And that would be that we eat lots of uh, green vegetables because they're quite cooling and anti-inflammatory. And then berries uh, that aren't red um, have a lot of antioxidants, but they're still cooling at the same time. Um, seafood as well is very cooling, uh, as long as it's not a red meat. Um, as well, red meat can be quite heating. But generally, we want to be eating lots of green veggies to clear inflammation and heat. How can stress and our emotions contribute towards heat? Stress and emotions can cause a lot of heat in our system. So if we experience stress, our body will uh, cause our body to release a lot of adrenaline. And this is quite a heating hormone or substance in our body, which make us feel ready to to go and achieve great things. Um, but the complications of this is when we are in that sympathetic nervous state, our body can't detoxify. So if we're constantly stressed and in that sympathetic state, our liver and gallbladder can't clear out the toxins and we call this liver cheese stagnation. And long enough, these toxins will build up. Uh, we won't be clearing out our hormones. We won't be detoxifying properly. And all this inflammation and heat will build up in our system and that will cause a lot of those estrogen excess signs that you might get like angry PMS signs, uh, you might get headaches, uh, painful periods, you'll just feel yeah, even more irritable, it becomes a vicious cycle of your liver being stuck and then you feel irritable and then you, you feel irritable and then your liver gets stuck. Um, so definitely emotions, feeling stressed and just feeling like fight or flight response is going to cause a lot of heat in the system. And even anxiety as well will cause heat. How can other lifestyle factors contribute towards heat? For example, exercise? Yeah, exercise can cause heat, uh, especially if you're overtraining, uh, you know, if you're training overtraining regularly, like if you're training to become an athlete and then you're also not having enough rest time, you're going to build up too much yang energy, which is also heat. And that's going to cause complications. Uh, if you're taking too many stimulants, which can be caffeine, mm -hmm. um, cacao, uh, it can be even if people are taking drugs, this will cause a lot of environmental or heat from our diet. And this will cause those symptoms again. So when the heat does increase, we're going to be damaging our yin, our blood, and our body fluids as well. So, you know, often a lot of people like to feel stimulation from from caffeine but sometimes if you have that constitution of having too much heat in your body it's only going to make these symptoms worse. What are some different variations of heat such as damp heat? Yep so we can have damp heat is when the the heat combines with already a damp condition that we mentioned earlier but it's generally if you're in a tropical environment or you've been eating a lot of hot and spicy foods and you've already got damps within you, that heat can combine and cause like inflammation um, and it can feed like a bacteria or it can exacerbate the way your system functions. And then there's wind heat. So during spring, it's common to experience hay fever and other symptoms like that, which is causing like irritation very much on the surface level of your body. And the surface level is always associated more with uh, a wind aspect. Um, so wind heat is normally something that normally a bacteria or a virus that's traveling through the air 
and it enters our pores, or it's an irritant, so for that it can be pollen, and that enters into the body and our body doesn't like it, and it causes a lot of like agitation, which is normally red, because uh, it's a heat sign, so it could be red eyes, itchy nose, uh, sore throat, um, all these are wind heat signs, and um, that's another complication of your regular heat. If heat is not a part of your constitutional weakness, how may one acquire it? For example, having a late night, drinking alcohol. Yeah, absolutely. Alcohol can cause a lot of heat, um, especially if you're drinking it regularly. Um, and if, you, if you're someone that's not prone to heat, but you have that lifestyle, your, your body will eventually show signs that your liver is struggling. You might be prone to more uh, liver excess heat signs, which will be red eyes or painful periods or breast distension. So definitely it can be acquired through spicy food, alcohol, caffeine, stimulants, over-exercise, and stress. And how can we reduce the amount of heat in our body? We can eat plenty of green vegetables. We can make sure we're getting enough rest, eating plenty of antioxidants. And if it does become a viral factor, then you'll need treatment for antiviral herbs or other methods. Another great episode, Lee. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us once again. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of TCM Honoured by Your Tea. The views expressed on today's episode are those of the independent authors and commentators and do not constitute medical or pharmaceutical advice. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by leaving a review and subscribing. If you have any questions, you can reach us on Instagram at yourtea or by emailing us at hello at yourtea.com.